Welcome to the Master's Plan Your Partner podcast, sponsored by Master's Plan Church Design and Construction with headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We partner to build and renovate churches all over the United States with a trusted reputation and a proven process. Master's Plan is passionate about becoming your trusted partner. Now let's join our hosts, Rodney James and Miss Kim. Welcome back to Master's Plan Your Partner Podcast. My name is Kim Spence and Rodney James and I are with you today because we're taking the right steps in the right order with Master's Plan Church Design and Construction. This podcast has focused on taking those right steps through the timeline. Now, this is the whole idea, Rodney, and Rodney, by the way, is the founder and president of Master's Plan Church Design and Construction based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Very easy for you to contact them. In fact, they love to partner with you, love to hear from you, and it is a quick phone call or an email, and the phone is 918-379-4917 or mpchurchdesignbuild.com. And that's the first step is to contact you, Rodney. And uh, so we're going to take the right steps in the Absolutely. right order. And you can't know what's happening with them if they don't contact you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we love to have conversations. Conversations are free. Yeah. And uh, it's part of what we do to invest back into the kingdom, into pastors and churches, is just helping them know uh, as they begin to think about a renovation, an expansion, a new construction project, a new campus, a relocation, whatever, anything that has to do with facilities, where do we start? What do we do? What's the right first step? Yeah. And the right first step, as we've talked about, if you take a chance and go back um, and listen to the podcast previously, you will start with choosing your team. And so, of course, we believe that Master's Construction is the team for you to choose, uh, Master's Plan Church Design and Construction. And so as we're going through this timeline Right now, we have been talking the last couple of episodes about due diligence and feasibility. And so let's talk now because we're kind of wrapping this one up today. But what are expected deliverables, expected outcomes with this particular step? So we've talked about the importance of the due diligence and feasibility process and a lot of the obstacles that we can uncover, the hurdles that we can uncover, identifying the costs, all of that, Mm -hmm. and why it's so critically important and often the most missed uh, piece of the the timeline. Mm -hmm. um, Today, when we, when we think about, okay, we've when we engage a partner who truly understands the full scope of what due diligence and feasibility should be, not just um, what 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 is your project going to look like, but really uncovering all of the stones, uh, looking at the underside of all those stones and saying, what costs do we have mm-hmm. before we start designing the project? Mm-hmm. Every cost in any way. Um, and so when we think about what are the outcomes, what are the deliverables, what should I have when I finish this process to know? Uh, and it's a good question to ask when you're interviewing a partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your due diligence process? What are the deliverables that I'm going to get when I'm finished with that? What should I expect as an outcome of due diligence and feasibility? And so, um, you know, the, the first most important thing is you 
you want to make sure that you uncover any obstacles. We talk about two different things in due diligence and feasibility, obstacles Mm -hmm. and hurdles. Obstacles are things that uh, are very, very difficult to navigate around. Um, Sometimes they're impossible to navigate around. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the church that bought a piece of land that couldn't be zoned Mm -hmm. uh, for a church. We've talked about some of those kind of things that are obstacles. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is that... um, we talk about hurdles. Mm-hmm. Hurdles are something that we have to jump over, mm-hmm. but we can jump over them. They may have a cost associated with them, but it's not a project ending cost. It's a cost that can be navigated through. And when we take that cost of whatever that hurdle is out of the bucket, that adjusts what's left in the bucket to design to. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important to to have all the possible obstacles and all the pers- possible hurdles identified in some type of a report of findings that says, this is what we've discovered as we've gone through due diligence of feasibility. Mm-hmm. Are there any obstacles? Mm-hmm. Are there any possible hurdles? If so, what's the process to get around the obstacle or over the hurdle? And most, more importantly, what is a real cost mm-hmm. to get over that hurdle or get around that obstacle? Mm-hmm. Because again, what we're trying to do is identify any and all costs that we will incur before we design and build the building. Because that way, you know, again, we've used the the bucket illustration. If I have $3 million in a bucket and we go through due diligence of feasibility and realize we got to spend a million dollars before we ever start designing the building, the Mm -hmm. next question we ask is, is that feasible? Can we get for $2 million what we need out of this renovation expansion or new building project? And if the answer is, no, we're going to be woefully short. Then mm-hmm. the question that we ask is, does the due diligence findings, mm-hmm. the million dollars that we uncovered in expenses, does that become phase one? And we celebrate that mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. sell that as phase one mm-hmm. rather than the building project. And that becomes phase two. Or do we sell this piece of property because it's going to be so expensive to develop this piece of land and get it ready for construction that's a decision we, you know, the church will have to make, but mm-hmm. we've provided that information before they've gone and designed the building, mm-hmm. spent all the money to design the building and then uncover this million dollars worth of cost. Yeah. So I think this, what you should expect when you get to the end of that process is the identification of all these obstacles, all these hurdles, the process of what it takes to get around them and a real cost to do that. And, and we'll, Want to define real cost because so many times churches go through a design process and they get a budgetary number. Oh, this building ought to be so much money or it ought to be so much per square foot. Mm-hmm. And that is such a dangerous trap for so many churches mm-hmm. because, you know, Jesus said, I remind you, we've looked at this verse over and over again. Who, when he wants to build a building, doesn't first consider the cost. Mm-hmm. And when we see that, I don't, we, we look at it and so many times, a dollar per square foot number or even a total building cost number that's given to uh, churches through the design process many times is incorrect in a couple of ways. Number one, it's not accurate pricing. It's not real construction dollars. It's not somebody who sits down and says, there's so many yards of concrete in this project. Mm -hmm. There's so much tonnage of steel Mm -hmm. and we price that out. There's so much in electricity, so much in plumbing, so much in HVAC. And we look at all those components and give an accurate construction cost, not just a, well, it ought to cost X dollars per square foot. Mm The second thing is, is what's included in that dollar per square foot or in that budget? Mm -hmm. 
is that a total project cost? Mm -hmm. Again, if you haven't done due diligence and feasibility, you don't know what those costs are other than the steel and the concrete and the plumbing. You don't realize how far the water line is from the property, how far the sewer line is. Is there a wetlands issue that we have to mitigate and work through? How are we going to manage stormwater? What is that going to cost? How much underground piping? How many catch basins? Can we sheet drain this water? All of those questions, if we don't get them answered, we know what the building costs. The Mm -hmm. building cost is the easy part. Mm -hmm. What's hard is all of these other costs Mm -hmm. and, and uncovering what we have to do to get there, Mm -hmm. and then what is the real cost to navigate around through or over this obstacle and hurdle. Mm -hmm. And so when you get finished with that report, you should have an accurate budget that says, here's all the things you're going to have to do. Here's a real construction cost for getting that done. And then you can go design your building to what's left. And you can, you know, with certainty mm-hmm. that if we design to what we have left in the bucket, we can do this project and we can finish it under budget. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, really the scary thought of, saying, okay, I've got this drawing of this beautiful building that we want to build. And you put that up and you think that's what I I kind of vision that a lot of pastors have experienced in the past of, I have the vision for what I see that I want done, but it's then all of these hidden things. And, and I love one of your core values for master's plan is think beyond today. That's right. And it's, it's the idea of, and the scripture that goes with that, Philippians 3, 13 through 14, brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. I didn't memorize that particular version, but I'm looking right at it because it hangs on the wall in the conference room here at the offices. And so I want you to know this is a for real thing. It's not just a great idea or, you know, we're kind of, you know, saying this or that ought to happen. But these are principles that Rodney, that, well, really, the Lord gave to Rodney and Rodney has carried this out through this company. And so Rodney, when we're, when we're thinking beyond this very moment of I've got this vision, then the reality of the due diligence and feasibility isn't, isn't a scary thought. It's, Hey, this is great. We're going to uncover, see what we need to do. It's not something that we have to fear. No, oh, absolutely not. I mean, you know, oftentimes the due diligence process uncovers something that has a cost associated with it that mm-hmm. we wish we didn't have to spend. Mm-hmm. But the fortunate thing is we discover it in time yeah. that we can fund that yeah. or find a process to to navigate through it, around it, or over it, rather than going through the, the whole design process. And you, you made a statement a while ago that's has such a sad statistic tied with it, and that is 82% of ministry projects that get designed never get built. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is because they miss this step. Yeah. And they don't have the obstacles, the hurdles, the process, and the cost before they go to design. So they don't know that these hidden costs are over here and they go design and whatever, however much money we've talked about the buckets, however much money's in that big bucket, we go design the building to that big bucket and then we uncover all these costs. And so uh, the piece that we have in going through it is, 
yes, I may not like what some of what I uncover, but you're going to uncover it at some point. Yeah. It's much better to uncover it on the front end yeah. than the back end because that then gives you a clear path and a clear process forward. Mm-hmm. How do we navigate all of this? What's left in the bucket to design to? And if we do that correctly, again, there's where leadership equity and a win comes for everybody in this process because we've identified these costs, we've set them aside, we've designed to what we have left, we go build to that design, and when we get done, we don't have a bucket that has a negative balance. Mm -hmm. We have a bucket that still has some change left in the bottom of it. Yeah. That we can say, we completed this journey, we did it at or under budget, and that gives us the opportunity when we take the next step to have the confidence, the trust of the congregation and our leadership Mm -hmm. that's behind us to say, wow, they led us through a successful journey, they did it at or under budget because they did their due diligence, they did their feasibility, and it's so critical to the process. Rodney James is the founder and president of Master's Plan Church Design and Construction, and we are talking about the right steps in the right order. This is the timeline that is so critical for your construction process, and the due diligence and feasibility is what we're concentrating on right now. If you go back and listen to previous podcasts, you can hear all of the steps previously because there are really... Every one of them is important, is valuable, and in this process, I trust you that you, or trust me, that you will want to contact Master's Plan, and um, the heart of Rodney comes out of ministry. I mean, Rodney, as a quick recap of your history with church, this is why you get it. You understand what pastors are going through. I do. Grew up in construction, got that construction background, but pastored for 20 years, did three building projects while I was a pastor, made all the mistakes and learned from some of those mistakes, did some things well Mm -hmm. and learned uh, that's a good way to go, a good path to go. And now having helped over 160 pastors through this journey, one way or another, renovations, expansions, new builds or whatever, um, you know, we've seen God do a lot of things Mm -hmm. and we take all that experience and all that expertise and all of those pieces of the journey from being in ministry, doing projects, having the construction background, we've assembled a team that loves what we do, has a vision and a calling to do what we do. And so it's easy. It's fun. I'm passionate about it. And God honors it. And um, it really is a joy to be able to help pastors and churches take these right steps in the right order. To contact Master's Plan, you can call 918-379-4917 or email mpchurchdesignbuild.com. And, okay, this particular step of due diligence and feasibility, now we've, we've kind of dealt with the obstacles, the hurdles, and now we are ready for concept plans. Let's yep. talk about what that is. So that's the one of the final deliverables that you should get through that due diligence process is a concept of what what is this, what should this look like when we get done? Mm-hmm. We know now what our limitations are from a budget standpoint when it goes through design. So now we should be able to sit down with the architectural team and be able to come through the process with a concept that 
carries that vision to the next step. So you're going to need some things to help you cast vision. And we're going to talk about that a little later on. How do you cast vision and do it correctly? And where does it fall in the timeline? But as you go through this due diligence of feasibility, once we uncover all this and we know what's left in the big bucket after we've taken out all of the uh, un, the things that we've uncovered, determined what their cost is, mm-hmm. we have something left to design the building with. We hope we do anyway. <laughs> and so uh, whatever's left in that bucket, mm-hmm. now we begin to develop concepts mm-hmm. based off of a realistic dollar figure, yeah. not a we hope we can. Yeah. We So... If we know that we could spend three million and we we had to take five hundred thousand out for all the due diligence, we have two and a half million left. Let's design a building to two point four million. Mm-hmm. Let's get some concepts together of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Let's work with the church and their team to develop those concepts for the site, for the building, for the renovation, for the expansion, whatever the project is, mm-hmm. to be able to to know. Okay, with the dollars that we have left how much of what our needs are can we meet in a first step or a phase one? And uh, again, then we come back and say, is that feasible? And so due diligence leads to feasibility. So when we get the concepts done based on how much money we have left after we've set aside all of the money that we've discovered or the things that are required before we can ever get to the design phase, then we have these concept plans. We have a site plan, a building plan, floor plans, even some renderings of what the project's going to look like. And uh, and then the church can determine, is this feasible to move forward? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, most of the time, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's less than what, you know, w- the big vision is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the analogy that I use many times is, Everybody wants to go to the promised land, but the reality (laughs) is we got to get across the Red Sea and then we got to get past Mount Sinai. And at some point we're going to cross the Jordan, but that may not be as the children of Israel in one direct journey from one to the other. So what we have to do is we have to ensure success of getting across the Red Sea so that we can celebrate and say, look what God did to get us from where we were to where we are. And now the next step what is it going to look like to get past Mount Sinai? We can lay all of that out. Mm-hmm. So again, that the church has a path and a process forward. Here's what phase one looks like. Here's all the things that we got to get done before we can get to phase one. We know what the costs are. We know what the cost is for phase one. Now we set out and we we on that journey and we wait for God to open the sea and we walk through it and we all celebrate together because we can look back and again, not say, look what we accomplished or look what we did, but look what God did through this journey because we took the right steps in the right order. Love it. Contact Masters Plan Church Design and Construction in Tulsa at mpchurchdesignbuild.com and or call 918-379-4917. Get the conversation started. And there are so many um many pieces to the puzzle, but also there are so many things available to you that they are happy to provide for free. I mean, there are a lot of tools, Rodney, that if even if they call and say, can you send us some information? You have so many things that you already make available to we them. We do. We um, we started Master's Plan University uh, a couple of years ago, year and a half ago. And um, the whole vision of that was all of this information, just like we're doing this podcast, we've done videos mm-hmm. that help them 
answer and see and know all these questions that we have, this process. So there are videos on there. There's articles on there. There's white papers. There's resources, prayer guides. There's there's all kinds of things to help you take the journey in the right way, in the biblical way. And uh, so much of it is just things that uh, I've learned through the years, working with a number of pastors and a number of churches, things that God showed me when we did our building projects Men, my heart is get it out there. If we can help one church avoid the missteps that many of them make, mm-hmm. uh, it's a win for the kingdom. Awesome. Well, our next podcast, we're going to start talking now. The next step is interview lenders. Is that fun? Um, it, it should be. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, it is how we're going to fund the project. And so yeah. uh, when we ju- when we come together next time, you know, the reality is we better find out if we can borrow the money we think we can borrow, right? Yeah. If we've done the financial analysis correctly, we should have an idea of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. But we need to really now go have a, uh, a, a again, a open, transparent conversation yeah. and figure out what's reality, what's not. Yeah. Uh, can we afford what that that loan may be if if your church is considering borrowing funds. Many churches try not to do that. Mm-hmm. I've got some thoughts and philosophies on that, but I think the reality is is that uh, if you're going to borrow money, there's some right ways and wrong ways to do that. Again, um, it can be project ending mm-hmm. or it can be life giving to the project when we do take the step at the right place and the right time. And since we've come through due diligence of feasibility, now is the time to have that conversation. Awesome. Thanks for joining us today for Master's Plan, Your Partner Podcast. Thank you for listening today. For questions about your building project, go to our website, mpchurchdesignbuild.com, and click Contact. Master's Plan Church Design and Construction. Let's build the kingdom together. This podcast is a Your Story Speaks production where we help ordinary people tell extraordinary stories.